Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Morning, this Action 3 News weather alert update is brought to you by Exarban ARS Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Mostly sunny skies, a high of 53 expected for today. The weekend, partly sunny Saturday. A slight chance of maybe some rain turning into the snow in the evening. High of 49, and then Sunday, that light, slight chance in the morning. And then partly cloudy skies and a high of 47 the rest of the day. Right now, 28 degrees. Watch Jim Flowers and the weather alert team on Action 3 News. There's no safer place in a storm. Here's your traffic update with Megan Reeder. Earlier accidents uh, from earlier should be cleaned up by now, but there are a couple of stalls to watch out for. Westbound L at 60th, another one eastbound 48th, and Ames do use caution traveling through those spots. Some road work that's going to slow you down. There's a southbound lane closed 132nd and center today. That'll jam you up during busy drive times. Interstate volumes are busy in all directions as of right now, though things are moving along just fine. I'm Megan Reeder. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Thank you, Megan. It's 7.06. Here are your news headlines. Nebraska's Governor Pete Ricketts has ordered all flags to be flown at half-staff in honor of the victims of the San Bernardino shootings. The announcement follows a proclamation from President Barack Obama to lower all U.S. flags. Flags will be flown at half-staff until midnight Monday, which also happens to be Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. And that investigation into the mass shooting in San Bernardino, California, is continuing. Thousands from the community came together for candlelight vigils last night. Authorities are still investigating. Um, there have been reports that one of the suspects had been in contact with some low-level international terrorism suspects, but there's also the possibility of some sort of workplace dispute. I guess some of the co-workers have said he left the holiday party upset before his co-workers, uh, before returning a short time later with his wife. Now, authorities are trying to figure out what would have made the husband and wife drop off their six-month-old daughter and carry out this. They had quite an arsenal in their home. Uh, and car. And their car was just yeah. loaded, Molly. Oh, my gosh. The weapons. and All right, it so was crazy. A buddy of mine um, instructs people. I mean, he's a SWAT guy. So yeah. he'd be the type of person that goes in and would respond to a school shooting. Uh, he put some advice on on Facebook. Remember, there was a, there was a woman who survived the shooting and um, she texted her dad during the shooting. She said, somebody is shooting inside our building. I'm hiding in a closet. Yeah. Uh, he responded, don't do this during an active shooter event. Here's what he said. I thought this was interesting. Use your awareness, your mind, and hands for either reinforcing whatever barricades you are using, mm-hmm. finding a means of escape, preparing to attack with improvised or other weapons. That's what law enforcement now says for the yeah. first time ever. Remember, they always told you, don't fight, wait for the cops. Now they're like... We're not going to get there in time. So if you have the be- so he says if your hide in place fails, what next? Ideally, we all want to hide, get behind something. But and if they that say fails, that's the first place they look. What next? Don't get locked into sheep mode. And this is what was great. He says, don't text daddy unless he's minutes away with a gun. You can text my dad. He thinks he can go Mach two in his truck and he's a good shot and willing to kill. <laughs> Prepare, respond, and prevail. I think that's awesome. That's from my buddy Trevor Thrasher. Yeah. 
God, what did you, yeah. It was really interesting. Um, a buddy of mine uh, did an interview with, like, one of the top SWAT guys in the country, like one of the trainers. He works for Men's Health. Uh, so my buddy is a, a guy at Men's Health Magazine did this interview, and it was the same thing. They were talking about how to survive a mass shooting. And he's like, the worst thing you can do is, like, hide under a desk, do anything, uh, because that's the first place that they're going to look. And they said that, you know, obviously the best thing that you can do is escape, get out, do whatever you can to get away. But, yeah, I mean, the barricading thing. What was interesting is they were talking about shooter mode, and I was going to ask you about this, Jeff, because you've gone on training stuff, where they were talking about how shooters won't see things coming at them from the sides. Is that pretty accurate? The shooters won't see things coming from the sides? Like a human coming? Well, anybody, whether you're the cops responding... In in that moment with adrenaline, your vision cuts down to it's like less than ten percent. What is it really? Everybody, okay. your tunnel vision when you're under uh, the, the duress okay. of everybody that's in that. That's the thing why these guys got to practice because when you're adrenalized, you don't think clear. Yeah, it is. It's a spooky scenario. Now, the one other positive I would say about one of those gals that was in it who thought it was a drill. Because one woman that was in the building says that where she had worked at prior, they do these active shooter drills where she worked just like a fire. Sadly, what seems more realistically, we're all going to be involved in maybe a fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not something tragic, but maybe a real fire where we got the alarm goes off. Right. Remember how we used to do fire drills? Yes. All over the news are these. It doesn't seem that crazy that maybe people start to have an active shooter drill. I I think every pressing they do them in schools. But maybe if you'd at least drilled, you have the scenario of, like, think. Whether you're in any kind of tragedy, it's always the people that can think on their feet. Who knows what any of us are going to do when we're facing fear. Right. You know, like the people, they said that they were in a plane, a plane crash. Mm -hmm. Get out. Any kind of deal where there's a fire, get out. Yeah. There's always a large percentage of people where they say they didn't move. No, they They froze. froze. Really? Oh, God. Absolutely. The preponderance of people freeze. And the survivor instinct, whether it's primal, people that survive, they ask them after the fact, what'd you do? Yeah. And a lot of them are like, I just ran. I thought, I got to get out of here. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people will run toward the same door. There's mm. like bottlenecks. It's Fear. pretty spooky, but if you're, if you're able to you. think on your feet. Yeah, um, then, then it improves. I mean, uh, that's what they said. Use your awareness. Mind, mind and hands. Think, what am I going to do? It's not going to I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to survive. Yeah. I just think more companies need to address the, I mean, especially if you have a lot of employees or something like that. I mean, the, the safety measures of, of things like this. I mean, this, mean? this is the common, man. I, I, no, no. I don't want to live in a police state. I don't either. But, but maybe to allay people's fear, what's wrong with security? Not, and I'm saying the unarmed guard and the, arm, the, the, the visual guard and maybe... Um, Sort of like we put him in there. airplanes, remember? Yep. We put air marshals. marshals. We didn't clearly mark him. He wasn't standing in camo at the front of the plane. Remember, he was the unmarked guy. Yeah, just sitting there. Who's supposed to get up. Yeah, if I something should happen. It's just so. such, a, such a sad um, state of affairs in the world today that, that uh, you know, a couple crazies can make a- can take over the, the television, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the loss of life. I mean, that's the thing, the loss of life. Want. But what they want is the television. That's the body counts. And what aren't we on the anniversary of uh, the mall? Yes, yeah. today that we had here that was eight years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Von Mar. Oh yeah, eight years ago today. Yeah, this weekend. I was here tomorrow, in Omaha. Party's dad was playing oh. the piano. I'll never forget that at day. At the base of the escalators. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's okay, but. Yeah, he's okay. You can see him in the clip of on the 
on the security camera, him running out. I'll but tell you, you what, I, when, they were, when they were talking about it, uh, you know, yesterday on the news, I was just begging that they didn't show that clip. I was begging to myself, I'm like, please don't show that, please don't show oh. that, because it brings back such horrible horrible memories that will never leave him. And our law enforcement was incredible, but it was over before the first person stepped in the building. It was over in under three minutes. Six minutes, they said. Yeah, there's varying. They said they he walked into the store, and for the next six minutes, that was, and then and then that was it. Lights out. Sure, for like a lifetime. I know for those people. All right. So yeah, and uh, so you have a good a good saved a cat in a tree story to turn this frown around. Well, here's some fun news. One week after Amir Abdullah set a career high in rushing yards, Mm -hmm. he upped his performance, broke off his longest run of the year in the first quarter. 36 yards. For Detroit. And yeah, he's, for a, Detroit. he's a rookie, by the way. NFL football last yeah. night. Yeah, he's a rookie for Detroit, and he's he's going to be a, uh, uh, a deal a little bit later. He's still learning. But they lost last night to well, Hill Mary Pass. But Pastor. it's unbelievable. 67 yeah. yards, 13 carries for, I mean, a first time. Uh, he's So Nebraska, Abdullah pieced together one of the most prolific careers of any player in uh, Nebraska's program history. So right. uh, that's what But the big saying. story last night was... Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary pass, last play of the game. The game ends on a face mask. Time runs out. They say face mask. Packers get one more play, and Aaron Rodgers throws a Hail Mary pass to Rodgers, the receiver, to win the game. Rodgers was like, the Packers said this is the greatest game I've ever played. Like played in. Sure, he's fired up with emotion. Well, and the poor Lions. Anyone, if you got a Detroit Lions friend today, despite being proud of Abdullah, you're like sad, a little sad, angry. It looked like the BYU game denial against Nebraska. Yeah, the oh, Hail yeah. Mary last second brought back so many memories. I know. So bad. I'm like, why can't they learn the lesson? Don't you just you got to get in front, just swat and hit everybody. They got to get pass in front. interference. I'd grab arms and. Ah! But you notice there, no one was in front of that guy. Just the same deal. No one's getting in front, then that ball's going to get by there. I just, yeah, uh, brought back memories. But you know what? I was going to go to sleep, and I sat there and made a decision. I said, you know what? I go to sleep before every big play, and I'm not doing it again. So proud of you. And I sat there and waited, and I felt it, Jeff. I'm like, I can. F- this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then I, they scored, and I screamed. <laughs> Squealed or screamed? Screen like a little Maybe girl. Maybe a little both. <laughs> a little bit of both. It was... Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a great game. It was scream um, like little girl worthy. Yeah. <laughs> like a little girl. Yeah, I, I love the football. <laughs> Does the football. So Wallet Hub is analyzing some of the spending habits this holiday season, and they ranked, they compared 563 cities across the country, and they did it in like five key ways income age debt to income ratio monthly income to monthly expenses savings all that kind of stuff and then they put it in their little algorithm and came out the other side and they said that uh this is the highest uh according to the national retail federation holiday spending this year will be the highest in the survey's history so the average person uh on the national level is going to be spending about $805. That's the annual, um, that's what their holiday budget is. But uh, Omaha comes in above average. Apparently, in the uh, we ranked 233 out of that 563 uh, study. And uh, the average holiday spending here in Omaha, $860. So that's just how much it's going to be, whether or not, you know. Per, you, is that, that's a family, right? No, that's a person. How much? $860. No way. I wouldn't. 
per person? That's they low. said Crazy. per consumer. So, I mean, I would imagine maybe in the case of uh, of joint spending, it would be a little bit more. This is just the average. Yeah, so I mean, someone could buy someone a car and they'd throw the average off. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, the other thing was is that we, uh, but Lincoln beat us out. $891 is the average of what their holiday budgets are in uh, in the capital city of Lincoln. So I guess it's up from last year. A few extra bucks doesn't seem like a huge increase, but it's a big deal when you consider how rapidly uh, the credit card stuff is piling up. So it can be credit a little bit... Credit card debt? Yeah, credit card debt is really has ballooned. Uh, we're on track to end this year more than $60 billion in additional debt. That's I thought we were all supposed to learn the lesson, right? Weren't we supposed to learn yes. the lesson of no more debt? But no more How debt. else do you buy stuff? <laughs> right. On credit. And then, oh, yeah, the bill comes. And you're like, but I spent that money on other stuff. And then I kind of forgot that I spent it on that stuff, too. Whatever. Uh, the number of people renting a place to live in the U.S. has gone up. There's a recent survey that found that um, uh, projecting renter households could continue to rise during the next 10 years. They show that there are around 38 million renters in the United States, and that's up 1.6 million from more than just five years ago. And the number could keep going up another 4 million during the next 10 years. Apartments are evolving into, you know, it's not just, it used to be just an apartment was a room you rented, but now amenity-rich homes that attract a wide swath of people. Um, apartment rentals have become quite attractive. Features people wanting to rent an apartment include high-speed internet, walk-in closets, soundproof walls, a patio, balcony, washing machines, dryers in the unit, stuff that you may don't want to have so the cash enough. to buy. Sounds nice. Sounds like a pretty high-end condo. I'm like, yeah, I can understand why people would want to keep renting. And finally, uh, Russia is making plans to build a manned base on the moon. Uh, Russia's space agency says that they plan to send a lunar probe in 2024 to find possible locations. And then they're going to send a man there in 2030. A man. A man on the moon. To put a what? A permanent base? Yes. Cool. Luna people, there's 25. A, there's, a Google, there's a Google Earth app mm-hmm. uh, that everybody's played with, but there's a Google Moon oh, really? that people have p- put together, you know, okay. whatever photos we have that's stitched together. And you remember, there were a bunch of stuff that's been interestingly found on Google Earth. Mm-hmm. Remember, somebody thought they found the Malaysia plane, yes. which is incredible. You really can find all kinds of neat stuff. Yeah. Weird. Um, people think they've found a base on Google Moon. Ooh. It's kind of cool if you look at the picture. People at NASA saying, ah, it's just... Um, I guess, how would we know? A f- uh, photo anomaly. Okay. Like a man, it looks like... And I'm not saying it's aliens, but you're like, you look at it, you're like, do we have a base up there that they don't tell you? They could. It looks like seven landing lights in a triangle and then a lit up spot. So ooh, it would be a ba- ooh, ooh. it would be some kind of... Some kind of landing watch, Like Interstellar or whatever mm-hmm. those movies. It looked like there would be something up there that's got power. Like a little... Mm-hmm. And I then a little place know. where to land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're saying Russia's talking about doing it. Why How do? Why wouldn't we have... Who knows we haven't done it already? Secretly, like a military. Kind of like that... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I we don't want to get beat by the Russians, them. right? right. Let's this is so with... creepy. So last year, Russians, like, deputy, premier, whoever that is, um, he said, we're coming to the moon forever. So the race is on. Cold War is back. Race for the moon. We can't let them get the advantage. It's not cheese up there. That's where Tang came from. Right? Remember all that stuff? <laughs> the, the president used to say, we, uh, we need to go to the moon. <laughs> we need more Tang.
We need more tang. I need more poon tang. Moon tang. Moon tang. Moon tang. Crazy poon tang on the moon. That is your news update on Oma's number one hit music station, Channel 941. All right, thank you, Oma. 721, 53 year high today. And tomorrow, 49. Sunday, looks like it's going to be 47 degrees. Uh, right now, we're sitting at about 28. You're listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel surfers, make your way to your channel surfer page for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Justin Bieber at the Pinnacle. You're listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. All right, good morning to you people. It's Friday. You made it through the week. The weekend is upon us. 7.29 right now. 53 is going to be your high today. 49 tomorrow, 47 on Sunday. It's upper 20s right now. All right, what's the date? We have two weeks until uh, Diaper Drive kicks off. Two glorious weeks. Two glorious weeks. 18th, 19th, and 20th, all right? And uh, it's for the women and the children of of the Lydia House, and we have a special guest. Candace Gregory of the Open Door Mission of the Lydia House. Candace, good morning. Hey, good morning, my loves. How are you? Good. Good. So good to hear your voice. It sounds of the season. I am so excited about the diaper drive. You know, I was just talking to Brian the other day, and I was telling him, I cannot believe the number of people that are not only signing up to collect diapers, but we actually are almost at capacity for the diaper unloading party. That's great. That has become such a huge event. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I remember the days when uh, it was, you know, uh, not, not very many. Now it's just, now it's just growing into this is what it is. Can you imagine that we thought, like, people load millions to 200 people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would, we've got a bad connection just now. What would you just say? One more time. I said it's, it's simply amazing that we've gone to the four of us unloading millions of diapers. <laughs> yes. To I know this thing is just taking... Legs of its own, and people give year in and year out. So, what's kind of like your state of union address? How are things going right now down at the mission? Well, we just got to rally the troops because we are on our last packages of diapers, and so we are expecting big things. We we are expecting this to be the best year yet because we are down to, in many cases, in size four, five, and six. We are almost at a place where we're counting the days to our Christmas diaper party because it is like Christmas when those trucks pull up with the diapers for our children and our our mothers at the Lydia House. I'm sleeping about 100 women and children on the floor right now just to talk about reality. Yeah, on the floor, on the floor because you're you're at capacity, overcapacity. I am on overcapacity. We've been at overcapacity since the 1st of October. So our 300 beds at the Lydia House are full. And we just are compelled to not turn anyone away to sleep in their car with their children or to see a mother go back into domestic violence because 50% of our women and children are victims of domestic violence. And so they would um, much rather sleep on the floor of the Lydia House than go back to some of the excruciating uh, situations that they are in. And, and Candace, what's heartbreaking is, is it has not been sustained cold that much. <laughs> That would have driven more people in. So yeah. there's some people that probably, some gals that have not been forced mm-hmm. to decide yet. When it gets colder, you'll have more people. It is. This has been a very unique 
uh, fall for us because I've been with the Open Door Mission for 22 years. And when it's this warm, people just do not think of the less fortunate. You don't see the hats and gloves, and you don't see the package of diapers. But yet, it's been amazing that we had a $1,000 gift on Monday from a group uh, that went to our website at opendoormission.org, made the gift, and designated it for diapers. And said, "Go, we heard the big party show, go buy diapers, size 5, 6. Oh, that's fantastic. That's good. $1,000. That goes a long way. We We don't get gifts like that every day. Yeah. She knows how to stretch a bucket. We've been down there before, like when you get checks, how excited you are and how sweet. It's like genuine. <laughs> like if people want to do that, I mean, if you have the ability to do that and write a check like that, people, you will really uh, fill that building with smiles. Oh, it's amazing when you don't when you go without and you don't have anything, and you ha- and then you're given something. Wow, you know, something is over- always better than nothing. Right. Yeah, and it is. So it well, truly is. It's again, we're doing it again, of course, every year. It's the diaper drive, uh, December diaper drive for the uh, women and children of the Lydia House. Um, so, God, you have that many people uh, there already. Wow, that's, that's crazy. And, Candace, and winter it, it, is so tough. It is tough. And, you know, Molly, we, at our diaper depot, we see so many single moms. And you know yourself as a mom, you know, you're just trying to stretch your dollars. 26% of them are going to school, trying to further their education to get out of a poverty situation yeah. where they can actually have a livable wage. And when they come in for their package of diapers once a month, you just see they are so grateful. If We have so many of our 94.1 uh, diaper drive volunteers that now volunteer year-round. And when they see our banner in the diaper depot, depot um, room, they're like, hey, I'm a listener, and I donate to this, and I volunteer here to make a difference. And we're talking about people now who've been not only donating diapers for not just one year, but 10 years, and giving up their time. I've got kids that were in junior high when they first gave diapers, and now they're in college. That's and, and think how, think how, how luckily these parents and Candace, what you've done, you've probably you've aimed these kids on a direction of being mindful of other people, empathetic, <laughs> and giving. And some of them started with a charity like the diaper drive, mm-hmm. and are going to carry that into life. Absolutely, it's making a difference in society. You know, we live in a generation where it's all about me, me, me. And we're now instilling this fabulous character and value system where, you know what, I, I do at least once a year have to give to someone else other than myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that me, me, me um, generation, like you said, it, it just makes it harder, you know, a little bit. But, they, you know, people are coming through. God, you're such an angel. They are. It's amazing to hear the stories and the people that who are giving, who couldn't give before. We had a lady um, that brought us diapers because she'll be away, um, actually on a business trip um, during our diaper drive um, at Hy-Vee. And so she brought the diapers and said, will you make sure you count them? I really want to make sure that these go to the, the number, the end number. And I said, yes, yes, we'll keep a tally. And she said, I just want to let you know that five years ago I was at the Lydia House. I would never have been able to do this. We've got Candace, Candace Gregory joining us for the Open Door Mission. She's been there with uh, 22 years wow. of the Open Door Mission in the Lydia House. The diaper drive starts two weeks from today. It'll be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Linden Market High V parking lot. Yes, sir. 23 Second and Dodge. Candace, if you could talk for a second about the program down at the Lydia House of what uh-huh. the the stories of the women who go through it and what what happens when they come out the other side of the program. Well, we are the only place in Omaha Bluff that actually... Um, a mother could seek recovery with her children. So that's one thing that sets the Lydia House apart. 
These families don't have to use foster care or put their children with family. They can seek recovery right at the Open Door Mission. We actually have over 100 mothers working on their GED uh, right now. And then we also have vocational training. And so um, we not only are serving those that are homeless, but those that need to have a different skill set and educational training and, and vocational training to actually move themselves out of a dependent program and be independent and self-sufficient in the community. 91% of our graduates are clean and sober one year after graduation. 91%? Wow. That's a huge turnaround. That's it big. Is. Yeah, one year after graduation, clean and sober in the community, productive, maintaining healthy relationships, and they're not on government assistance. And so we see so many of our families really reach freedom, real freedom, not, not in bondage any longer to other, to things that are, you know, thumbing them down and, uh, they are full of hope. And so, um, a lot of people don't realize that diapers are a big part of our triage. When someone comes through our door and they can't meet the physical needs of themselves and their children, they sometimes in the past have had to go back to terrible situations. And the diaper program has really brought, I can remember when we had to ration diapers. I can remember if you're a mom listening, when we had to use a size one diaper on a child that really needed a size five or six. Which it's just, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, talk about trying to get 10 pounds into potatoes into a five oh. pound bag. You're like, listen, I need you to lose like five pounds yeah. right now. <laughs> talk about diaper rash and uh. the problems that we used to have. But at that time, we didn't have any other opportunities. We didn't have the, 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 the opportunity to go into a closet and get the right size diaper for a mom who was just beaten up the night before. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it's, it's when we talk about giving up that Starbucks or that Scooters for a week to buy a package of diapers, it's so much more than a package of diapers because it's giving someone the opportunity to improve their life and their children's life. That's so, yeah. that's a pretty inspiring. So think about that. Next, uh, two weeks from today, uh, that weekend, if you guys can give us a diaper, any diapers, it's not just mm-hmm. diapers you're giving us. You're giving us the gift of hope. Yes, yeah, so um, to to moms and little babies, man. How how can you get behind that? Yeah, <laughs> you've seen our little babies. Yes. You guys have held our little babies. You know, they're these guys are just victims of the situation of the environment that they're being born into or the choices their parents have made. And, you know, we are so excited to tell you that we're now seeing children who are blessed through the diaper drive program that are coming back and volunteering or their parents are making them bring diapers because somebody provided diapers for them. Yeah. We're going to be big old oh. uh, diaper dads for three <laughs> straight days. Like we hold I'm so many babies. Yeah. Like I was doing a, a live shot for KMTV last year holding a baby. Uh-huh. And... It's it's dangerous for us because then I start wanting to have a baby. Yeah. Molly, we want some babies. I mean, listen, Ten guys. years. Come on. Mine are getting too big to cuddle, and all y'all are now on the hook. That's wow. right. We need some babies. Jeff, all right. you got to get out there. And- Jeff. Come on. I'm going to work Me, hard on Molly, it. Molly, we did our job. <laughs> I know. These guys got to step up to the plate. Uh. I keep telling them. I keep telling them. They I mean, just have no idea that they have yeah. babies, man. Without the children and the paper concept. Okay, now, Candace, um, we're going to have the questions, of course, and I know that everyone's going to say, you know, what size diapers do you need? We just need them all, right? We need them all, but I know that for many of our 
94.1 diaper listeners, they go to that store and they see, wow, I can get 72 diapers versus maybe 50. And I just got to tell you that we truly need those larger sizes. When children are living in poverty and crisis, they just don't um, get to be toilet trained at the average age. And so we're dealing with children that are much older than they should be that are still in diapers until they get to the Liddy House, and then we have a whole potty training program. But it takes time. When mm-hmm. you've gone through a lot of trauma and you've seen things at that age that you shouldn't see, it takes some time and some healing to take place before you can even address the potty training issue. Oh, well, right. and yeah, yeah, I mean, parents know, uh, people, it's, it's hard to potty train under the best of circumstances. <gasps> I mean, yeah. even when you have a stable home environment and a very willing participant, accidents happen. Yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> so, so for a lot of these parents, you know, with a home housing insecurity, you don't oh. have the structure. So, yeah, the bigger diapers. Sleeping in a car, sleeping in a tent. Yeah. Um, it's, that's, we're talking about survival of the fittest. And so it, toilet, tra- toilet training goes to the wayside. Well, Candace, thank you for jumping on. Of course, we're going to talk to you again a few more times. All right, guys. The, we uh, love you guys. We are so grateful for every diaper. So please, please, please help our women and children and the Diaper Depot program to be able to have a great year in 2006. Absolutely. Candace, thanks for everything thank you do. You. We're, we're proud to be able to get yes. to work with you. Open door, right. OpenDoorMission.org. Is there anywhere else we want to send them if people want to donate right now? That's the best place. OpenDoorMission.org. Click on the donate button. Make your designated gift today, and we'll do the shopping for you. You okay. guys know how to stretch a buck. Candace, are you still a Montreal Canadiens fan? Is that your hockey team? Well, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, but it's wrestling season. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, come on. How are the kids mm-hmm. doing? I've got a 184 and a 170, and we're going to state, baby, all the way. All wow. right. Oh, geez. That's what awesome. program? What school? Trainer High School. Trainer. Okay. And they'll be they'll be back to unload those diapers for us. And Burke High School football team is joining us. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Burke. All right, Candace, yeah. we will give you a call a little bit later next week, okay? All right. I'll let you know if I get any diapers or any financial commitments between oh. now and then. Okay. That'd be great. Thank, Thank you, Candace. All right, guys. Thank Take care. You. Great to hear from you. Have you. a great weekend. Merry- Okay. Big finish. Merry Christmas from Candace. Um, lots of kids and programs helping us out. I want to give a shout out. Jackie sent us an email. Take Flight Cheer Center. Sweet. Out of Bellevue, Nebraska. They wanted a shout out. They're coll- and they deserve it. They're collecting diapers. Three teams, uh, cheer teams from Take Flight Cheer. Thirty-seven girls. They're competing to see who raises the most diapers. Good luck, girls. Take yeah. Flight Cheer. All right. Here's the gig. If you want to let us know what you're doing, uh, just give us a heads up. We always appreciate that. We'll give you some love on the radio, of course. Uh, you can reach us out to us on Facebook, all right? It's the Big Party Morning Show. Also, Twitter. We have that as well. Big Party Show. And our email is bigpartyshowchannel941.com. Uh, you can actually get all those uh, addresses and, and such on uh, channel941.com as well. All right, quick trick with uh, traffic. And uh, Megan, Megan, what's up, dear? Uh, a couple of accidents uh, in some busy spots. One in town. It's in the intersection of Happy Hollow at Underwood. It's involving uh, two vehicles. It's northbound traffic. Do watch out for that. There's another one just coming in, 680. At Blair High, there is an accident there as well. That's going to cause you some issues. As uh, Do watch out for that and some road work that's going to cause you some problems. 132nd and Center, there's a southbound lane closed. Looks like it is jamming you up in that area. And also, uh, other parts of the interstates in town, things are busy, but everything's moving at the posted speeds. 
I'm Megan Reeder. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, thank you, Megan. All right, 744, also our number, by the way. You can reach us at 402-938-9400. We have celeb news coming up next. Yes, find out who is going to be featured on the last cover of Playboy magazine and also who is going to be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show in February. Coming up next. All right, 744. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. I hate to interrupt, but I just want to ask. Bowl act is going to be Coldplay. 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 I love his Brand voice. new album is called uh, Head Full of Dreams. So what is it called? Yeah. A Head Full of Dreams. And it's out today. So this news of the headlining drops the same day as their album. And there are rumors that this could be one of the final laps for Coldplay. Yeah. So that they no. are going to be taking a break after. Oh, come All on, right. guys. Don't hey. do it, though. No, seriously. Don't right. do it. I did, when I hear this, I just imagine me standing in the middle of a field, just spinning around with my arms out. Oh, that sounds nice. Staring up Is in the air. Is it a tampon ad? Yes. <laughs> You're like, I feel so fresh. I feel so fresh. <laughs> uh, so they'll be the halftime act for the Super Bowl. Okay. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God, the halftime act for the Super Bowl. <laughs> and sad news, Scott Whalen um, of, uh, Weiland of uh, Stone Temple Pilots passed away where he was 48 years old. Word came last night. Um, he was found on his tour bus in Minnesota. Nine o'clock last night, he was on tour with a new band that he was working with. Oh, I love this one. Stone Temple Pilots? Uh, I love the acoustic, though. This one was so good. So is it raining in your face? feels so good, Mom. Does that feel good? These are the yeah, rest in peace. Wow. What a bummer. What a waste. I woke up to that uh, text this morning. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I know. I'm with you. I got that. I was like, really? And it's not. He's had struggles for a long time with, um, with addiction. Uh, but as of recently, he did an interview with Rolling Stone not that long ago, and he claimed to have been living the clean life. Now maybe everything just kind of, all the wear and tear, you know, it gets right. on you after yeah. a while. So No, you're right. Well. Um, and uh, Pamela Anderson will be the final Playboy Playmate, and it's kind of appropriate. It's the 14th time that the 48-year-old Baywatch Mama of Two has appeared on the cover of She's appeared on the cover of Playboy magazine more than any other woman in the magazine's history. So Playboy, the final print issue, hits stands Friday, December 11th. And as a little funny twist, I guess Pamela asked her sons, who are now 19 and 17, for permission. They said, do it, Mom. Mom, you're hot. Do they have cool names? Brandon and Dylan. Oh, Brandon's mom has got it going on. She's like the hottest mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? You're going home from school. Like, you want to have a play date? And you go over to your buddy's house and his mom is Pamela Anderson. You're like, no. You're just, you're just guzzling your lemonade. <laughs> I'm out. You're sweaty. I'm out of lemonade. Uh, <laughs> hey, are we going to get any more Rice Krispie treats? Where, where's the pool? Here, come yeah. on, stand up. I'll give you a walk around the house. The no, let's just keep sitting. No, let's just sit pool. for a little while longer. Oh, you'd have I'm not to, ready right? to. I'm not ready to stand and walk around just yet. Yeah, not yet. So, yeah, she'll be in Playboy. That's great. Last yeah. one, Abla. I know. It was so funny. Her son say, we're older. We're not embarrassed anymore of you. You know, we yeah. think you're great. 
Okay. But part of it is also she's going to be doing an interview with James Franco. Imagine that. Okay. I wonder what kind of questions he asked. That is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. All right, 402-938-9400. That's in. Happy Friday. The high today is going to be uh, about 53 degrees. And then tomorrow we have 49 and 47 on Sunday and maybe some rain. Possibly some snow, too. All right. Lots so. of tweets coming in about... Um, Scott Weiland passing from Alice Cooper. Yeah. Deeply saddened by the passing of singer Scott Weiland. What a voice we lost. Thoughts and prayers to his family. Remember Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind? Yes, sir. Scott Weiland, what a rock and roll heart, which is a beautiful and dangerous thing, but it's terrible he died too soon. My best to his family and mates. Uh, all the big rockers signing on. Slash. Sad day. R.I.P. Scott Weiland. Dave Navarro, it's not my loss, it's our loss. Send your thoughts toward the family. Ah, it's such a bummer. Uh, foster the people. Just heard some news that broke our hearts. May heaven's doors be wide open yeah. for you, my friend. Scott Weiland, what, 48? 48 years 48 old. 48 years old. Oh, rest in peace. All right, we have uh, news coming up, Molly. How living single could be good for your diet. We'll tell you about that coming up next. On Omaha's number one hit music station. Get half price gift cards with Santa Slave Savings. Go to channel941.com and click on Santa Slave Savings and get your